Welcome to the Modern Manifestation Podcast. I'm your host, Bree Brown, a business mindset coach, entrepreneur, and a top competitor in a male-dominated industry. I'm a native Texan, the youngest of all brothers, and a lettuce-hating, wine-loving, curses-like-a-sailor recovering perfectionist. I've spent over a decade building my commission-based career, and my life's purpose is helping other women achieve the same multi-six-figure success I achieved before I was 25. I have a passion for helping women with mindset, money, and manifestation skills to help every young woman realize her full potential. If you're looking for vulnerable conversations, professional development, inspiration, or even a kick in the ass to get you motivated, you have come to the right place. Thanks for checking out the Modern Manifestation Podcast. Now let's jump right in to today's topic. Hello, hello, all my beautiful friends, and welcome back to the Modern Manifestation Podcast. I wanted to first remind you, and I promise this will be the last time, <laughs> that after this week, I will be moving to a every other week schedule or a biweekly schedule. So to that end, there will not be a new episode this upcoming Monday. However, there will be an episode the following Monday. So to be like extra, extra crystal clear, no podcast podcast. No podcast episode on September 12th, but there will be a new podcast episode on September 19th. I know I'm probably going overkill on the explanation here, but I do want to make sure that there's just zero confusion about what this new schedule is. And fun fact, so I always sign off my podcast episode, as I'm sure you all know, that I will catch y'all next Monday. And I had this moment the other day, and this is just like so comical of the English language, where I was like, technically, this whole time, I should have been saying this Monday, because next Monday would be like a biweekly schedule. So <laughs> I had this moment where I was like, wait, do I have to change my saying or can I still say next Monday? Anyway, it was like a whole thing. And I decided I'm just going to keep it as next Monday because technically in the English language, both check out. <laughs> so anyway, I thought y'all might enjoy the fact that I was like pondering that for forever, it felt like. Okay, but let's jump into today's topic because I do have a barbecue to go to later. So I get a lot of questions about what the universal laws of manifestation are or what the 12 universal laws are. In fact, I actually didn't even know that these were laws until like a year or two into this whole concept. Like one day I was learning about manifestation, law of attraction. Someone was like, you know, there's 12 in total, right? I was like, what? There's 12? I only know the law of attraction. Of course, that's the most popular However, there are 11 more, and most people don't know that. So for the next several weeks, I decided that it might be helpful for people that are in that same position for me to go ahead and just take an episode to cover each of these 12 laws. So if you are brand new to this, you're probably like, what laws am I talking about? And on that same note, I actually really hate that they're called laws because to me, the word law is indicative of like right versus wrong, good versus bad. You know, it's that black and white thinking that I really try to reject as a recovering perfectionist. So while I use the term quote unquote law throughout this episode and the episodes following, just know that I don't really mean law in a literal sense. It's not damned if you do, damned if you don't sort of sort of meaning. But I'm using this word because that's what it means, or that's what the manifestation community calls them as or refers to them as. 
but just know they're really more like guidelines or truths or innate knowings or even just common sense. In fact, spiritual or not, you are probably living by these laws without even thinking about it. And that's kind of the beautiful thing about these universal quote-unquote laws or the laws of manifestation. They're not hard to understand. And many of them align with our scientific understandings of the universe. So regardless of whether or not you're spiritual, I find these laws to be pretty logical or at least spiritually palpable, (laughs) as I use with some friends. To me, these laws are, they're really just common sense, guys. Like someone decided to label it as quote unquote universal laws. I don't know if it was like to make it sound more sophisticated or if it was to provide more clarity. But the downside is, is that in doing so, in labeling these, we've made them seem more elusive and mythical and maybe a little too woo-woo for some of my logical friends. So my goal in this series of episodes is to explain these laws to you in a way that makes sense by providing context and examples in which these laws are already showing up in your life and in a way that hopefully doesn't feel like a huge leap of faith, right? I don't want you to have to give up all of your logical footings to accept and understand what these laws are. And my hope is that you don't have to be a spiritual person in order to really conceptually understand these laws and, and believe of their existence or subscribe to their existence. And instead, I hope you can understand that these laws are really just based in common sense and logic. So I will do my best to provide evidence as such. And hopefully this appeases my past previous skeptic as well. Because if you have been tuning in, you likely know that for a long time I was like, this is BS. It doesn't work. I don't I don't subscribe to this world. This is all a little too woo-woo for me. And then as I've discussed in past episodes, I eventually found my way into manifestation. And of course, the laws came several years after that. So I'm hoping to appease to like the version of myself that I was like 10 years ago. Okay, so let's demystify what these laws are. So the first thing I did when learning about these is I ventured out into the world of Google, just trying to understand where these laws came from. I was like, who wrote them down? Who put these together? Who decided that these were what the laws were? Like, I need more information. And unfortunately for me, I was unsuccessful. (laughs) I mean, I guess go figure, right? But the most robust answer that I could get was that these laws came from, or I guess not they came from, but they're just innate laws that have repeated themselves and that have shown up throughout history over and over and over again for thousands of years and thousands of religions. And they don't really come from anywhere. They've just kind of always been. And you can find existence of these laws in Christianity, Judaism, paganism, you know, all the isms. Really, I guess the answer is that I got a very ambiguous and vague response to my investigating skills, and that was essentially that the laws have just always been there. And while this answer doesn't completely satisfy my need to know, I also recognize that a part of operating in this world means that I don't always get to know, and sometimes I just have to trust, and I have to have faith. And this has never been my strong suit, but it's something I'm working on. So with trust we go. I'm just going to have to believe that they've always been there. So feel free to do your own research. And if you do stumble across the first person that coined these terms or where they came from, please shoot me a DM on Instagram because I would love to know. The second thing I'm going to say about these laws is that A lot of people in this world, in the manifestation world, will try to compare these laws to like the laws of physics, right? Gravity, relativity, et cetera. 
But I don't want to do that in this episode because I feel like the laws of physics are peer-reviewed, there's mathematical equations to back them up, and the universal laws, or like the spiritual laws, don't have that same sort of evidence. Like, they can be seen, experienced, and more or less quantified based on correlations. And there are experiments that attempt to test these laws and that attempt to show them working and producing fascinating outcomes. But we still don't really understand them on a scientific, scientific, wow. (laughs) We don't really understand them on a scientific and mathematical level yet. So I don't think it's really fair to say that these 12 universal laws are the same as like the laws of physics. I just, I personally don't agree with that. So until we understand them from a mathematical perspective or scientific perspective, then I don't really want to loop them all into the same sort of bucket, if you will, again, until we understand them a little better. And I don't know, maybe we never will understand these better. Maybe we're not supposed to, or maybe quantum physics will be the answer to all these questions one day. But until then, we just don't have enough information. So I'm going to call these spiritual laws instead of laws of physics. So thanks for bearing with me while I jumped on my little soapbox to give that lecture. But that's just something that sort of bothered me about the manifestation world, because I feel like when people try to make that correlation so strongly, it has turned a lot of people off, especially people that operate in the scientific world. And I wouldn't ever want someone to turn away from this idea because it goes against what they've been taught or or maybe not what they've been taught, because I guess part of this world is that's sort of the idea is that you have to go against what you were taught. But I guess what I'm really trying to say is like, I don't want someone to reject this idea based on a stretch or based on someone just trying to make something without the evidence that's just there yet, which I, I find to be understandable. So there is that spiritual versus laws of physics separate and different, and I'm not going to try to correlate them in this series. <laughs> and despite what I just said, There are many, many proponents of these laws that say they are a powerful manifestation tool. Mathematics be damned, right? We don't have that yet. So I would be remiss if I didn't bring these laws onto the podcast and explain them. That way, you can experiment with them for yourselves and decide whether or not they're beneficial to you on your journey. I have personally found a lot of success leaning into the utilization of these laws, so I hope you can have the same positive experience. And in order for you to do that, I got to give you the information, right? (laughs) So that's what we're doing. And whether or not you ultimately believe these laws exist at the end of this, or if that they are some innate part of our human experience, it has been found through correlations that people that apply these laws to their life, regardless of whether or not they consciously know what they are by name, like they might not know of all of these 12 laws or even know that they exist, but if they generally apply these laws to their life, they are happier people. Again, these are just laws based in common sense. Those people that express these laws in various areas of their life are just happier. And if nothing else, happiness alone will help you manifest more. So let's get into the first law. The first of the 12 universal laws, the 12 spiritual laws, as I'm going to call them, is the law of divine oneness. This law states that we are all interconnected through creation. And when I think about this law, I think about the fact that we're all made from essentially stardust. And I mean this quite literally, by the way. I'll have to link the Smithsonian video in the show notes. 
And that'll better explain this because I'm not going to get into all the science of all of that. But to summarize what it says, it's basically that we are all made up of the same elements produced by particles that were created in the Big Bang or the creation of the universe. And the law of divine oneness says that we are all connected through this creation. So from that perspective, we're all quite literally all created from the same single cosmic boom. We all have the same essence within us, the same basis for life flowing. And when we die, we become a part of the cosmic particles again, which is kind of cool to think about. The cycle of birth and life. I mean, all of the particles that are within us were particles of something else at some point. And those particles are made of similarly structured atoms that communicate with each other. So when we touch something, we're actually experiencing our electrons repelling from the electrons of the object we're trying to touch. So fun fact, we're never actually touching anything because our atoms are communicating and repulsing one another. That's why our hands don't go through walls and things like that. Our electrons are preventing that from happening, which is crazy to think about. You're like, oh, I'm never touching something, but I feel that something. Well, if I understand it correctly, that is just an electric impulse in your brain anyway. So that that feeling of feeling... <laughs> is really just made up by your brain. You're not actually touching something. And this is happening at a cellular level every single day. So when we think about it, are we really separate beings? I mean, our, our molecules, our atoms are always corresponding and communicating with those around us. So are we different iterations and expressions of the same particle and elements that created the universe? Have we all just expressed ourselves in different ways, in different forms? Or said differently... And more spiritually, are we all created by the same essence of source? Or are we all embodiments of source? There are many people that believe we are source, and our collective consciousness is what creates the experiences that shape our world. So if you've ever heard something like, the divine within me recognizes the divine within you, or love thy neighbor, or what goes around comes around. Or treat others how you want to be treated. Karma, the threefold rule. You will find iterations of these expressions throughout history and religion. And this is the law of divine oneness. So, this concept of interconnectedness is also the basis for many buzzwords you probably hear today synergy, collaboration, vibes, <laughs> all of those that are really popular right now. This concept, this concept of oneness, has been used to create nations corporations, political movements, it's all around us, whether or not we choose to believe it as a quote-unquote law. And a great example of this law at work, and bear with me for this extremely long title here, <laughs> this is the name of the actual study, Effects of Group Practice of the Transcendental Meditation Program on Preventing Violent Crime in Washington, D.C., colon, results of the National Demonstration Project, June through July 1993. End of title. <laughs> so this was a study conducted by Social Indicators Research that wanted to test the impact of meditation on a city with a history of violent crime. So they selected Washington, D.C. and sent 4,000 participants to the city for the purpose of the study where their sole occupation was to practice transcendental meditation every day. And they hypothesized that this group of people, after accounting for their pro rata share of the total population increase, would have a positive 25% percent 
net impact on the violent crime rate. And they got that 25% based on other similar tests that they'd done previously. So 25%. And what shocked the police deputy and many others was that there was a decrease in violent crimes overall. The maximum weekly decrease in violent crimes over the month-long study was 23.3%. So not quite 25%, but still, it's it's pretty damn close. (laughs) And there was an overall decrease, on average, of about 15.6. And this data was compared to the same time frame for the entire decade prior, as well as months leading up to the study. So, to summarize, the meditative participants created a substantial positive effect on the crime rate in D.C. And if you're a science junkie and you want to learn more about this, I will link the JSTOR article in the show notes, so that way you can just go click, read it, have fun with it. It's a fascinating study. And like a good hypothesis would and should, this effect has been studied hundreds of times with similar results using different barometers. Things like health, happiness, crime rate, poverty, Etc. There, this has been replicated many other times using various other barometers, and this is the law of divine oneness—the ability to affect what is going on around us using what's inside of us, and vice versa. Everything going on around us will affect us internally as well. So, what this law really teaches us is that we are more powerful than we know, and if enough of us choose to do so, we could impact the world. We could create more peace, love, compassion. So the really beautiful message here is that when we spread love into the world and into ourselves, the world becomes a kinder place. On the same note, if you have ever felt heavy or sad or angry, upset, and you're just you're struggling to figure out why, sometimes it's not always something going on within you. Sometimes you need to look at what's happening around you, what's in the external environment. Because the law of divine oneness means that our interconnectedness means we can pick up on the energy of the things happening outside of us on a macro and a micro level. As an example of this, earlier this summer, I was feeling all kinds of negative energies and I couldn't figure out why. Like I was feeling just really, really heavy for some reason. And it took me a while to realize that the feelings I was experiencing was a result of everything going on at a macro level in my environment. So everything and all the opinions going on around vaccinations and politics and what was going on in Afghanistan and abortion rights. And there's just a lot. And there's always a lot. And when I realized that these external forces were what was impacting me on the inside, I was able to make a conscious change. And I was able to then put up that barrier and say, oh, wait, hold on. I'm letting too much in right now. Because we can choose how susceptible we are to the external energy that we experience as a result of divine oneness. And I haven't read that anywhere else, so I guess that's my personal experience or my personal opinion on that, is that we can choose to let go of the negativity around us and instead flood ourselves with love and healing. And I personally do this through meditation or dance. Some people have their own hobbies and that's how they they flood love into themselves. In fact, this actually brings me to something I've been doing more recently. I have found that group breathwork classes have been phenomenally healing for me because of this law of divine oneness. Like, everyone is there with the purpose of spreading love, healing, or just letting go of some shit. So using this law, I've leaned into this group classwork as a mechanism for healing myself because I know that the average person there 
is wanting to spread the same kind of love and healing that I am. So by the law of divine oneness, every person with positive intentions in that room will be sharing that intention with me and vice versa. So you can use it to your benefit as well. And that is also why it is so, so important to consider the type of energy you're getting from some of the things you do on a regular basis, like what it is that you're watching on TV, the friends that you hang out with, the workplaces you operate in. This is all impacting your ability to manifest the things you want. All of it. It's not just what's going on internally. Sometimes it's also what's going on externally. And the best way to address that is to make sure that you're in internal alignment as best you can and to send off all that is good within you outward as a way to try to heal the external. So now that you understand this law, you're probably like, okay, cool, Brie, but how do I use this information for manifestation? (laughs) Or how do I use it further? Anyway, great question. So let's talk about how to use the law of divine oneness to manifest the things you want, aside from what you're, I'm sure, conceptually able to understand about this. Using this idea of interconnectedness, how you feel and how you conduct yourself throughout this life has a ripple effect on everyone and everything else. In other words, to manifest the things you want, you have to start the ripple effect of positive outcomes for yourself. And you can start this ripple effect by vibrating differently, changing your frequency. If you're a longtime follower of mine, you're probably already doing this. You're already learning and healing through meditations and trauma recovery and overcoming perfectionism and becoming more compassionate and learning all about manifestation and getting on top of your money mindset and becoming your personal CFO. Like, You are doing all the things. And you probably already know by this point what raises your own energy, your own vibration. So go do that. Don't overcomplicate it. Create change where it's needed and embrace what is working for you with the goal of feeling better. Or as Wayne Dyer always says, do what feels good. And if you need some inspiration, design an experiment for yourself so that way you can fine-tune what you need for your unique needs. And then you can also build self-trust in the process. Like, I trust myself to figure out what is in my best interest, what is going to help me raise my vibe. So I'm going to design an experiment to figure that out. You are unique. You will have different needs than other people. You will have different ways of raising your vibe. While there is a common thread among us, we each have something that speaks to our heart a little differently. So consider conducting a study on your own life, similar to the DC study, like create variables and set up your own experiment. So maybe one day you meditate by sending love every day, or maybe you visualize success every day. Maybe you dance to really loving and compassionate songs. Maybe you focus on someone who needs support and send them positive light every day. Maybe you focus on repairing a relationship or healing your body. You know, have fun with this. This is your life. Design an experiment for yourself and define your metrics and find what works for you. Find how you can utilize these laws to benefit you and your life based on what you need. We don't all need the same things. That way, instead of considering this idea a leap of faith, you learn to believe in manifestation and believe that these laws work for you at your core by proving it to yourself instead of having or relying on someone else to prove it to you. Because after all, knowing something versus believing in something are two very, very different things. These laws are intended to help you understand manifestation at a deeper level to believe it at a deeper level so that you can create the life you want without fear of being proven wrong. So go out there and create the evidence you need to believe to achieve. 
And as a once skeptic of manifestation, and sometimes it still creeps up on me, I talk about this all the time. When I get to that place, I create these micro experiments for myself. And that helps bring me back to a place of knowing and acceptance. And this allows me to let go of control. And this level of knowing is what keeps resistance at bay. This is what really reminds me that manifestation is always working for me. So I design these little micro experiments for myself in order to prove itself to me in a way. So I will set certain goals up like, oh, I'm going to manifest this this week. Maybe it's money. Maybe it's an opportunity. Maybe it's a new client. And I utilize all the tools we talk about in the show in order to do so. And then by doing that, again, it removes the leap of faith and it becomes more instilled as a belief that I just, I know, I feel. Have a fantastic rest of your day and I will catch y'all next Monday. Until then, go out there and manifest some miracles. Thank y'all so much for hanging out with me today. If you enjoyed this podcast, hit subscribe so you can stay up to date with new episodes. As always, we would love it if you would share this episode with friends and family who could use the inspiration. As a new podcast show, we would really appreciate your honest feedback so I know what you like and what you could use more of. As a thank you for leaving us a rating, we will send you our seven weekly tips to create space for abundance. Make sure you screenshot your review and email it to us at hello at the T-H-E modernmanifestation.com so we can send them straight to your inbox. If you'd like to stay connected, you can find us on Instagram or Facebook at Modern Manifestation, or you can head to our website at themodernmanifestation.com. Thanks again for joining me, and I will catch y'all in the next episode.